Have you ever surfed on a nude beach that's hundreds of miles from the ocean? You'll find it within the city walls of Munich, Germany. Check it out. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. Welcome to Travel FOMO. I'm Hillary Houghton, and I'm here with my increasingly handsome husband, Jamin. <laughs> What's up? Jamin, what do you think about the um, secret season that we're doing right now? Um, it's been awesome. If, uh, if you're you listening to say this. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has been. It's been really cool to hear you and your sister, Jessica Giles, mm-hmm. uh, reminisce about the backpacking trip that you guys took uh, in college. So back, you know, in 2005. Yeah. Um, it's been really cool to hear your stories. And I know that that, that really kind of sparked your love of travel. I know a lot of the times you were... Uh, convincing me that that I should travel and that we should travel together. <laughs> a lot of those stories were from this trip. Yeah. And, uh, so it's been really cool to hear you guys talk about it. Yeah, it really is the secret behind why I love to travel and everything seemed to have started with this trip. And um, I really hope that our listeners are getting a kick out of it. And um, if you are, take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast from wherever you are listening. So in this episode, you and your sister are going to tell us of your time in Germany. That's right. And we have a little bonus. Uh, We have actual audio clips from you guys when you were there in Germany. Not only do we have the interview, but we have audio clips from 2005 when you guys were together in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with that. They're like the three little cherries on top, but we're (laughs) going to go ahead and start with those. Um, Yeah. Let's take a listen to the first one. Cool. Sunday, May 15th. Jessica and I are, we just arrived in Berlin and we're staying at Generator Hostel and it is, or Generator Berlin, and um, it is amazing. It is a huge, huge building um, full of rooms, like kind of like dorm rooms for um, for people to stay in. Like it's amazing. It's like really modern looking and really bright colors everywhere and like um, silver um, stuff, like all of the furniture is made out of silver and there's elevators and lockers and everything and downstairs is a place for everyone to hang out it's crazy and um i'll just get tell you about how hard it was to get here uh we just um this morning we went to we left what belgium beautiful belgium we left belgium for amsterdam and then we went to harlem and went to go see cory ten moon's house and that didn't work out because it was closed because it was a sunday and so then we went back to amsterdam to go to the anne frank house and we had to wait in line for about 30 or 45 minutes, maybe, something like that, maybe, and had to pay for that, and it usually takes an hour, and we literally had to rush it, I think we got out in, like, 15 minutes, and, yeah, because we had a train to catch it at, like, 3, and so we were booking it really, really bad, and so, anyway, but, and we accidentally did not realize that you can't bring pictures or cameras in there, so we got pictures of the secret hiding place, or not the hiding place, but her, um, the secret room or whatever that they stayed in, and so, yeah, anyway, so that's kind of cool, and so, yeah, then we took a six-hour train here, um, to Berlin, and we were so happy that we finally got here, and it took forever, because once we, we had to take a bus to actually get to the street that the generator is on, and then we had to walk to find the generator on this big street, and that was a fiasco, because it's nighttime, and there's just kind of Anyway, so we are just really happy to be here. Yeah, and while we were in Amsterdam, we met a girl named uh, Serena, and she was, um, she's hopping the same train and everything to Berlin, staying in the same exact hostel, so, like, we got to walk with her to find the hostel, and then we met another girl who's looking for the hostel, so there's, like, four of us trekking around Berlin trying to look for our hostel, and um, the other girl's name was Anna, and um, anyway, it was really cool, though. It was fun to meet all these different people and everything. It's been crazy. So you guys are navigating your like third country, third language in as many days and you run into people that are staying at the same place that you are. How did you how did you know that they were staying at the same place? 
Um, you know, it's crazy. You just see somebody with a backpack. And, and this was actually, what was this, our fourth country? Yeah, we'd been England, France, uh, Netherlands. And you heard us talk about the Netherlands. So if our listeners didn't get to catch that episode, they can go back and listen to it. Um, and then now we're in Germany. And I will just say something about that. You are, it's really easy to uh, start a conversation with another fellow backpacker because, um, because you stick out because <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're both wearing huge backpacks everywhere you go. So it's pretty obvious in most right. cases, especially at a train station. You're literally um, you're literally going to another country, probably. And um, so that was one of the things that would just, you know, you and then if you see somebody alone, um, especially a girl, us being two girls, it was really easy to start conversations with other females. And it was kind of like we just started bringing everybody into the fold. And before you know it, there's four of us in a taxi on our way, um, on our way to a hostel in Berlin. And so I, I, I look back at that and, um, and we were all a little nervous and, uh, I don't know if we were in a taxi or a bus or what, but, um, we were all a little nervous. It was dark and we were, some of Berlin doesn't really look all that awesome. It looks a little <laughs> dicey. And so, um, we were all glad to, to be in a group. Um, and, and while you might not know somebody, you definitely can feel, um, a little bit of protection in numbers. And so that gotcha. was, that was really nice dark in, in a, during the middle of a, you know, real dark night. So yeah. Using the buddy system. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's hear the next clip. Okay. So it sounds like we were really productive that day. Yeah, a lot done. Got, got a, a lot, lot done. done. Saw a lot of Berlin. No, that's it's really funny, but you got to work in those rest days sometimes. You so. just got to get on the internet. That's right. Okay, well, we've got one more clip, so we'll just go right to it. So, did you make it on the tr- on the train that we had to like stop and run to? <laughs> I don't remember. That was a really <laughs> long, hard day, and um, based on uh, what I remember from um, from that day, it took us a really long time. Like it was it was a whole day of being in train stations. So um, there's no telling if we actually got that train or not. Knowing your family and you and Jessica and like really, really all of you that, that grew up in that house together Mm -hmm. and even like some of your extended family, Mm -hmm. you guys definitely want to experience as much as possible. You're like to the very last drop of everything. So, but on a long trip like this, you have to have rest days and like you and Jessica were like wiped out one day, you know? And so, 
how do you feel about rest days? Yeah, well, we definitely have a fear of missing out. FOMO. (laughs) Literally, that's kind of uh, where we got the name of this podcast is, um, you know, just the the joke that my family has fear of missing out. Um, You know, it can be, it really can be easy to think that you're missing out, um, but rest time could still be time that you get to experience the culture. Um, and so some of the ways I think about doing that is like the times we might we may have sat in a park or um, did some people watching or um, we got coffee at a cafe or um, even the times that you and I have traveled and we'll go for a run. And we're just doing the things that are gonna keep us healthy and you have to do it to function. Um, but when you do it, you're still experiencing it there. So it's still like a cultural experience. And so um, I don't feel like you're ever really missing out so long as you are um, just trying to embrace the culture while you're resting, I guess you could say. Gotcha, so do normal life, but immerse yourself into the culture so that you're like you still are getting an experience in the midst of doing some of the normal stuff that you got yeah yeah absolutely okay should we jump into the interview clip of my sister and i kind of really taking people through this journey let her rip tater chip (laughs) okay jessica what do you remember your first impression of berlin Uh, I wish I could say that it was like, well, okay, we came in at night. So my night impression, I don't know, because you can't see a lot. I just remember seeing our hostel and being like super relieved, like this looks amazing. And it was amazing. Um, and especially given the rest of the city that the rest of the city was pretty, um, I felt like it was, it was kind of an economic downturn. It seemed like it was or descending economically. Um, so that's, that was kind of like hard to see. I guess I didn't maybe expect that. I didn't know what to expect. Um, but you got a good memory. It, um, well, I also wrote it down, but like, but it also, it did, I, I do remember just, um, I don't know, you know, you see a lot of graffiti and you see, now granted, I mean, you're going to see that in big cities too, but, or in other places, but I just remember it being kind of maybe it was, maybe it was just where we were, who knows, but, um, it was kind of ghetto and kind of dirty. It, it made me kind of sad for, for mm-hmm. Berlin. Cause I didn't realize that it was not prospering as well as I just had assumed it was, um, you know, it's a big city. So I just yeah. assumed that it was doing fine, but, um, we did get to go on a tour though. And so that was, it was a free tour yeah. and, um, of Berlin and getting to see some different things to learn about the history. It was long and there was a ton yeah. that we got out like of four hours tour. Like four yeah. hours. Long. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of impressive. But um yeah, we got to like obviously like see different buildings throughout um the city and they had I don't know if I can't remember names of specific places, but um obviously got to see some like memorials of like World War II and stuff like that and mm-hmm. learn about the history additional history and, and like the Berlin wall, you know, like actually getting to go see that. And, um, which is just wild to me, like yeah, separating a country literally by a wall. Right. That's like, wow. Yeah. That's imagine like having people on the other side. And that's, that was, yeah. Like you could actually see holes through the wall and you could see that, Oh, okay. There would have been people maybe on the other side of that wall, your yeah. loved ones, maybe on the other side of that wall. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a ton of history. I do remember that tour being really powerful. And I remember them like taking us to a place where they stopped and it was like this big courtyard. And he was describing to us that this was a location where they had burned a bunch of books. And I don't, I don't think it was necessarily the Bible, but I just remember being super offended that somebody would be burning books like that. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just this remarkable like um, moment. And, and it was really interesting to hear German's history, German history through the eyes of German, the German, you know, which isn't necessarily the same way the rest of the world remembers and documents things. Yeah. It's so true. Interesting. Yeah. I do remember there being a lot of ghetto arriving late at night and somehow along the way we had met up with, um, or we'd met a girl from Florida and then another girl. And so we yeah. were kind of making our way to the hostel together, 
but it was like a trek and it was dark and it was not the best area. Yeah. We were grateful to have the other people, (laughs) you know, for sure. But the hostel itself was amazing. And it's worth mentioning. um, The name was generator Berlin and Mm -hmm. highly recommended at the time. It was one of the top 10 hostels in the world, which is cool. Way to go Berlin. I know, right? Yeah. And it was just super modern. The rooms were bright colors um, and the Mm -hmm. doors and the hallways, everything was like yellow and blue and red. Yeah. Yeah, Energetic. It was just really well done. And everything was like, it felt like a lot of stainless steel. Even even nowadays, we would consider it to be a very modern vibe. And that was 15 years ago. Um, They were like really ahead of the curve for sure. But, um, and I just remember it, f- it felt very clean, which we've mentioned this several times in these, <laughs> if something was clean, we really got excited about it. But when you're traveling for days and days and you don't know if the next place you lay your head is really going to feel safe and clean, it really matters. It when matters. It <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wrote that, I wrote that down in my journal that I took a lovely hot 45 minute shower, which is probably rude because I probably took away someone else's water in that big building, but hopefully there was <laughs> enough for everyone. But, um, I mean, and just how wonderful it was to like, yeah, like enjoy a clean hostel that, and a hot shower. I put that hot all caps because, because apparently we obviously had other ones that did not. Yeah. Not so maybe not even warm, you know? <laughs> it was a big deal to have a hot shower for it sure. Was. And then there's like a really modern bar downstairs and they had the internet mm-hmm. in this hospital, this hostel, which we thought was like a pretty big deal. Cause at it, the time, it was a big deal. It was yeah. a big deal. The internet wasn't like super reliable in America, but then especially in Europe, it was like you had to find a cafe and pay money and even Mm -hmm. put a coin in a machine so you could use the internet. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't, you might not even be able to use your money, American money. You'd have to use whatever coins money they had. Make sure, I don't know. I can't remember. I want to say one of them took dimes. I can't remember if it took American money or not, but just, you know, very specific in some places and and you don't know if you're getting a good, you're going to get a good internet experience out of that, yeah, whatever exactly. you do pay for, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And it was, um, I do believe I, I think I saw in my notes, it was like two euros to spend 30 minutes on the internet. I'm pretty sure. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, but, um, yeah, there was a lot to see and do in the city though. It was, um, Berlin was a, a pretty cool city. I don't necessarily, I, I made some notes that I didn't get like a really great vibe from the people necessarily, but the Americans mm-hmm. we met were amazing. And, <laughs> and I think, um, I think we just really didn't get a lot of opportunities to maybe meet a ton of, um, Germans either while we were there, but, um, that's yeah. probably true, but yeah. We yeah, had very, was, um, I'd be curious to know if like the reason for that, like if, if there was a true, not like, I don't know, you, you know, I mean like because German does have, Germany does have like a, kind of a rough history and, um, is that part of it that they know people, tourists are coming and maybe tourists come with like a negative view of Germany anyway. So then they're having to totally defend their country in oh. present day. Yeah. You know, they're already on the defensive before they even like meet you. You know, and you're like, yeah. I know, like, I can't hold you responsible for what happened 50, 60, 70 years ago. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Interesting sure. to know. I did, did get my first drink in Berlin. Oh, is that where it was? That's, That's where funny. it was. My I first. I vaguely drink remember ever. us like sitting down <laughs> at that bar and meeting some people and having a fancy drink. Mm-hmm. I had a Beck's green lemon is apparently what I had and it tasted good better nice. than your German beer <laughs> your legit German beer <laughs> it's probably like really good beer but I just didn't like beer back then <laughs> when I tasted it, I was like nope that's not my cup of tea this other <laughs> fruity drink tastes better <laughs> right exactly give me some rum <laughs> yeah. funny. Oh. I remember we also like had some of the best street food in yes at night yes yes Random. kebabs or what do you call them I don't, I don't we always called them kebabs I feel like is that what they were called um I think mine was I think I actually had a euro that's well that's what I have always 
I wrote down that it, that they called it like a kebab, but which I'm like, look, hmm, that's like. not what we call. But it, yeah, what I was referring to in saying that was this amazing Euro style kind of Euro. I mean, I guess that's what I would just, but I thought they had a different word for it there. I don't know if yeah, it was. Yeah, I think um, you might be right. I think you might be right. But it was really great lamb meat. I remember it being good. like, oh, it was good. This is great. I think that was the first time I'd ever had a gyro. Gyro, mm. if I'm saying it right. Gyro. Yeah. The G Y R O word. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we're talking about, guys. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Bear and, with us. Yeah, yeah. Just... It was really good. They had all kinds of stuff in it, though. Like, I feel like it was more than even what it wasn't just lamb meat and like. The cabbage or lettuce or whatever lettuce. it was like there was more stuff that they put in it like you even got a picture of it I can't remember but it had yeah. like a lot of stuff in it. it was delicious it really was and I really have not had another one like that since then I, I haven't either I haven't either and I've, wondered, I've always like, wondered could we ever find yeah would mm-hmm. we ever find another one that's similar to that yeah or do we have to go back to Berlin maybe <sighs> I think we gotta go back <laughs> oh, what a shame. I'll we'll have to go back and travel some more. <laughs> Do you remember like the street lights? Like they were really different. Like um like there would be little men. Like you know how we have little we we also have men. Like if you were to if you were to hit the button to cross the street um and you're waiting for the light to change, you know, it'll show you like, you know, stop or you know, walk or don't walk. Well, in in <sighs> Germany it was like a little red man and he had like a little hat on and then like <laughs> the little green guy whenever it was time to walk and he was like it was just really it was just cute I just remember thinking like oh that's so different even though yeah. it's similar it's still really pretty different from what that looks like in America it's kind of fun that's funny I loved those little things I, I didn't I don't remember I mean I'm sure I probably saw it at the time where you pointed it out but um but I love that about all the countries that we went to, like there would just be different ways of doing things, whether it was how a door is opened or how the light switch, oh, you flip the light switch up to turn the light off instead of turning it down, you know, like everything's backwards. Or um, I just thought, man, the ingenuity of humans and how each culture like brings their own stuff to the table. So cool. Right. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I like that. Um, and it just, it's part of what makes it so great. But yeah, Munich. What did you think about Munich? Um, I liked it. <laughs> it was, um, it was, um, I don't know. It was more alive, I feel like, than Berlin was. It was a lot more festive, a lot more um, active people stuff. I don't, I mean, not that there weren't people in Berlin. There were, obviously. But it, I felt like there was a lot more, like, healthy culture. Like, I don't, I don't know if that that's the right wording maybe, but, um, it was, um, gosh, they had like a river in the middle of Munich yeah. where we could like, well, apparently like walk around naked. I didn't know that was an option, but <laughs> like, oh, that's right. that nude dude, <laughs> we're like, Oh, it's the middle <laughs> oh of the nude park. beach, middle of the city. Okay. okay. Middle of the city. Middle didn't realize soul. that was an option. Yeah. But, um, but we, I really liked our hostel there. Jaeger's hostel yeah. was really cool. And, um, and then, um, oh, and in that park where the river was, like, didn't it, like, go, the river went, obviously, there was, like, bridges, so there was this one bridge where the current, like, really, it was really strong while it went under this bridge, and people would literally surf the current at that bridge, like, right before the water went under the bridge, um, they would, like, be surfing it, and then I love the yeah. city. I just thought, how fun is that? We just watched That's that just... forever too. That was so cool. We did. That was ah, really fun. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. And I just remember people were seemed really friendly in Munich. Yeah. It just yeah. felt. Yeah. It felt. Um. It was a lot warmer than Berlin too, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and there was great service, and um, I just yeah, I remember the train station was really or I guess I should say the hostel was convenient to the train station. And that was a really nice perk. Like literally you just kind of walk yeah. down the street and you're right there. And, um, and they All let these us little check things in. that come into play. Yeah. All the little things that come into play when you walk everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> when you're walking with everything on your back. <laughs> yes. With all your possessions yeah. for the next month. Yeah. And that yeah. hostel was interesting because 
you, there were a lot of rooms that we've had where it was like a private room or a room with like 20 people, but this was like, it's like each room was a cubby hole. It was like, it was three walls and it opened up to a hallway where you would just walk to the next cubby hole with a, the next 10 people. And so it was just like this ongoing big room in a way, which was a little different. Um, because it you was different. Kind of, do you remember that? I just remember it feeling like a big room of beds, but, yeah. but I can see what you mean by like the maybe being like little cubbies, but, um, but yeah, that it was just, it was like, there's a lot of beds this is a big room. It and yes, it was like one, you like walked on one. It felt like you walked on one side of, I don't know if you'd call it a hallway or what, or if it was like, in my mind, I don't know if I kind of thought of it as like just one side of the room, but it was just like, you just walk and there's just like beds, 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 <laughs> yep. beds, beds, beds. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then, so our first day when we arrived I remember, I just remember I was like really pleased with the hostel because they like, they, as soon as they had beds ready for us, they let us check in early and take a nap. <laughs> and, we <really laughs> nap. and then, then we went off to the Dachau concentration camp outside of Munich. And that was really powerful. Um, yeah. That's... That was like, I, I would definitely hit up more concentration camps, although sadly it feels like kind of the same story everywhere it's still like it's a big part of history it's a big part of honoring um the people who have come before us and um who suffered a lot um and so yeah i would just um our mom always taught us to really um understand what happened in world war ii and to appreciate um all the efforts that went into freedom you know yeah and, um, man, I, I do remember being in Munich and even being at the concentration camp and thinking sunshine, there's sunshine <laughs> and we have been in a lot of rain and it's been cold. And, um, I think we just come from Austria at that point, uh, cause we kind of bounced around a little, but, um, yeah. And then the Eurorail pass, I don't know if you remember this, but it worked inside so we had it and it would get us to different countries but sometimes you'd get to a city and it would work inside the city too so you didn't have to even buy more passes for the local rail system and i remember Mm -hmm. thinking that was really smart about munich it's pretty cool that is really smart yeah it's very smart but um yeah i enjoyed i i definitely would say that like between the two if i mean if you had to pick between uh Berlin and Munich at that time. Granted, I don't know how it's changed in 15 years, but I would definitely love to go back to Munich. Like, I think that would be fun. It just, it felt like, like I said, it just like, like you said that at one point, um, you said it was warmer and it was funny because it was right as we were transitioning from like the people, like the feel of the people and the vibes we got and like the, the climate itself. And so it was like, it was like warmer both in personality and people and literally temperature but um just um yeah it was nice very it felt very cultural it felt very alive you just felt like you were part of the German culture at that moment well I felt more like we were experiencing the German culture in like their warmness their warmth let me use the right word there because I feel like every culture has that like you can't you know we can't just look at like we can't just look at Berlin and like say, okay, well that we didn't have like the most exciting experience there. Um, it doesn't represent all of Germany and all yeah. the people by any means. And so um, Munich was like really refreshing in that we're like, yes, this is what we expected. Like this is, this is the German um, culture and like heart that we were expecting to like get to feel and experience. So that's cool. Yeah. For sure. And, do you and we are German. We are German. <laughs> so that helps. Yeah. We... That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Do you remember going to see a movie in a German movie? <gasps> yes. I loved that. Was that in Munich? That's, yeah. That was probably in Munich. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. Barfus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barefoot. They made an American movie of it, uh, a movie in English called Barefoot. Yeah. And um, it's a cute little movie in English as well. But um, I loved how we were able to follow most of it. I mean, there were not English subtitles, people. It was all in German. And so, like, the rest of the theater would laugh at inside jokes that we didn't get because we didn't catch the German. Like, you know, we didn't catch what happened in that moment. So we had to 
follow a lot of cues and body language and like pick up German from whatever we learned from like, you know, elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cute. And fun really experience. Was, I would do that again. I would do that again. You know, again. I ended up finding the um, soundtrack for it too. And yeah. like that next day I like bought the soundtrack and I don't remember that soundtrack, but I need to go back and like find it on Spotify. I bet I could find it on Spotify. No. There's some really good songs. Like if I heard, if I heard some of the songs right now, I would be like, yes, that, that was the song. Yeah. Pat. There were some really good songs. Were they the English track. songs? Um, th- I think there were probably some, but I really don't remember. I think there were a lot in German. I think they're mostly in German. Yeah, it was a good soundtrack, though. I remember that. And that was also the same night we came back. That I would totally do that again, by the way. That was one of the highlights mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me of Germany was, was going to a movie in another language, which sounds like, I don't know. I don't know that everybody would like Absurd. that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was just so fun to try to figure out what was going on and you really could you'd be surprised how much you can understand a movie in another language yeah. and um and it's we also were lucky that we got a good movie too we it did. was like a, yeah. an upbeat like happy movie to watch where there's laughter happening all around you with people you don't know yeah. <laughs> like, okay yeah but that was really it wasn't cool. a sad one <laughs> I would totally do that again for sure though yeah mm-hmm and then that night, though, that was a weird experience at the hostel that night because, like, at 4.30 a.m., some guy and girl come in. And granted, like, this is, remember, this big room, <laughs> tons and tons of beds. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but, like, I was really frustrated. I wrote about it in my journal for a couple pages so I can tell you. <laughs> frustrated I was that they woke me up at 4 30 a.m but the girl was like anti-American and she kept talking about and and she obviously didn't know this guy very good because she goes wait are you American so it's like okay they don't know each other very well they're crawling in the same bed together oh Oh my goodness oh my goodness oh it's crazy that is crazy wow yeah and at some point um like he was coming on to her and it was the situation of like, oh my gosh, are one of us going to have to like wake up and be like, no, she said no, no means no. You got to like, like get in your oh, bed. Guy. But it was oh, kind of, grief. it's just weird. You're not, I'm not used to traveling and hearing people in experience their travels beside me, you know, <laughs> whatever that might <laughs> In a like. very intimate way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then I made a note of this in my journal that that after that, I had weird dreams, and I dreamed that I was drunk and naked, and I ran into mom and dad. Oh, my gosh. For real. Oh, dear mercy. I don't remember the dream, but apparently it was real, and I wrote it down. <laughs> so funny. That is funny. Oh, is that the story? Nightmares. You brought up that story, nightmares. right? Was that the one you were thinking of? Of them, like, making out? or Yeah. Yeah. But uh, From a previous episode mm-hmm. we talked about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that the story. Yeah, that's crazy. And then the next day we went shopping. Yeah, we did. Got me a haircut. Mm. You got a haircut. Talk about that. That was so fun. It was such an interesting thing um, to do while traveling. It was. I don't know why. I was just my hair. So I've always had long hair. Well, at least at that time I did. Grew up, had long hair. Um, but it was like just long. Like either it wasn't layered or anything fancy it you know and just long and straight and I was like you know what I need my body to this hair I need to like liven it up a bit and so, I don't know I man I mean I feel like it turned out good I don't yeah. she must have spoke English praise God I don't this I mean guy. man I, oh okay I'm like I don't even remember who did it but like I really just assumed that they knew what they were doing and like here we're yeah. taking all these pictures that's probably what prompted it I'm like oh gosh look at my hair in some of these pictures I'm like I need to I need to fix my hair <laughs> and so um but yeah that was fun and I got some really great pictures after that haircut so yeah you really did it looked really good and I was sitting there journaling in the salon while you were getting your hair done and it was I noted that it was just a lot of waving hands and hand <laughs> motions and because there was a language barrier and it was like oh my gosh you know, so oh funny. that's crazy yeah oh my gosh that's so funny 
I love it. I can't though. believe I don't remember actually getting the cut. That's that's insane. I remember like obviously I got my hair cut, but I don't remember the actual experience of getting it. Uh, but I love that you do. It's helpful. Yeah. That's so funny. That's funny. I can remember the salon. Now that you say that it was the guy, I'm like, you know, I think that, I, I mean, that, that sounds right in the sense that like, I know I've had my hair done by a guy, but I can't recall any other time. So it would have had to have been that time. We went shopping. I bought that soundtrack from that movie that we saw, which was really cool that it was even available to buy. And that was around the time of CDs, guys. So we had a Discman that we brought with us. So we stopped to buy batteries or something. It was for our Discman or our camera. (laughs) (laughs) Things weren't as rechargeable back then. Yeah. And it worked. Like your CD worked in your stereo or in your Walkman, Mm -hmm. right? Your CD player. That's awesome. Because I remember buying, um, I'm almost positive that I bought it there. I bought The Ring on DVD, The Ring, like the scary movie on DVD in German. I was so excited because back then I would watch movies. Um, I loved languages. So I would, yeah. I would sometimes go to bed watching movies in other languages so that it just helped kind of keep, but I had like French and Spanish and Chinese and other ones, but I didn't have anything in German. And so I was really excited about, oh, this is like, I mean, I don't know that I would want to watch that movie in, in another one. That'd be freaky, That's but good. I don't know why That's really I opted funny. for that one. But um, at least I'd already seen it at that point. But um, I got home and it only worked in my, it like, it did not work in my stereo because it was an American stereo. Like there's different DVD players work differently in different, like, like you had to have a DVD player that was made for like the region of Germany, like Europe. And yeah. so it would, it wasn't compatible with, I was like, what? It was a DVD, but it wasn't compatible with my DVD player. So yeah, yeah. I was pretty heartbroken, but oh, that was oh well. We also went to Pizza Hut that Shocking. day. I don't know why we did that. We're probably like German food. Did we like a lot of the German food? I don't, even though we're German, I don't feel like I have such a heart for German food. Yeah. I think I would appreciate it a lot more now. I think I would go back and make myself eat all of the authentic foods but I think at the time we were just ready for, we were just hungry for something we really wanted, maybe. Maybe. I mean, did we, maybe we ate, did we not eat, we at least ate some German food, right? We may not have made it all on meals, so. but. I, I would like to think so. I think probably at some point we were just like, all right, I'm, an, I'm good with sausage. Like, I, or yeah. no more brats, like, no more <laughs> coleslaw or something, sauerkraut. I want, like, marinara. Yeah. <laughs> and cheese. And bread. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cheese and bread. Hello. <laughs> Cheese and bread. Yeah. Uh, well, and then you mentioned that English garden. That was like um, kind of wrapping up our trip there was um, we, we went to the English garden, which is in the middle of Munich. And it's literally like the biggest park in any Metroplex in Europe, at least at the time it was. And um, and yeah, it's got several different rivers that run through it. Like you were saying, people could surf in the tide of these rivers. There was a nude beach in the middle. I think there might have been several nude beaches. I think we were only on the edge of that. And um, probably started yeah, it was really crazy. Well, turn around. It's beautiful too. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Like swans and the river and all kinds of stuff is is gorgeous. Yeah, very flourishing. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I would go back. For sure. For sure. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I love that Munich is the southern part of Germany. And you can really hit up a lot of countries if you hit that part of Germany. You could also hit oh, up yeah. Austria and Switzerland and Italy. And um, so that's kind of nice. But what was your favorite memory there in Germany in general? Germany in general? Probably, honestly, probably the English gardens. I mean, it's it's yeah. so funny to me that some of these places are like, just outdoorsy, naturey places that you wouldn't, it's not like a particular building or museum or anything. It's just, just like soaking in the whole vibe of Munich, seeing the people like that, that is, I don't know, something about it. Like I really, it's like endearing almost in a way to see people just having so much like fun and laughter and like it's just like, yeah, like, yeah, oh, and sunshine in and the, and this beautiful garden, like paradise. Like you wouldn't yeah. want to like just chill here. I could do that. 
Exactly. Yeah, I really liked that too. And like, I mean, honestly, going to the movies was one of my favorite memories. Yeah, that would probably be my my first like um, do it again. Like, I mean, because obviously we would do the gardens, but yeah. definitely I would go back and see a movie. Like, um, and probably again, like even if it had the option. I don't know, you know, nowadays they have like, do you want the 3D option or do you want this option? If they had an option with the English words, I still think I would go without the English like subtitles because it, you just, you're picking up so much. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I might change my mind on that, but you can always go back and watch it on DVD with English subtitles, but like exactly, just being able to like experience it and like see what you can pick up from human interaction or human body language yeah that was really fun that was really fun yeah there were a lot of things I would have done that I wish I would have done in Germany actually I like I would have drank more German beer I think I have a more appreciation (laughs) for it now and like I would have gotten a haircut too because I thought that was brilliant (laughs) I don't know for sure but I think I might have would have would have uh, done the nude beach myself. Um, I, I don't know if that's for, if I, I really mean that or not, but it was so <laughs> like, it wasn't about like hotties walking around and it was just such a like crazy thing to see in the middle of a city. Um, but then also um, castles. We didn't do any castles in, I don't think anywhere we went. Yeah. And I yeah, would love, there's that, that famous castle in Germany um, that is um, really the inspiration for the Disney castle. And I would love to go to that um, someday. So, yeah. I would have loved to, um, like, just thinking Germany as a whole, not any particular city. Um, I, you know, just us being German, I would love to have, like, done a little bit more in-depth ancestry research. I mean, it's always been, like, this ongoing process with like every family member we have that's interested in ancestry but um I would love to have visited like found some actual family over there and got to visit or even like anything whether it was a city I would like to have gone to a city or a region where like hey our family group like our our person that came over our 10th whatever generation guy um he came from this region like Mm. it used to be called something else maybe but this is where it was. That's pretty, that would be, um, I mean, I probably have to put that even above watching a movie <laughs> yeah. if I was going back to Germany. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. Well, Jess, any last words about Germany before we move on to Austria? Um, that's all Auf I got. <laughs> Which also is a, a really great, doesn't Auf Wiedersehen mean, um, I'll see you again something like that it's like see you <laughs> goodbye, later it's yeah, not necessarily like goodbye that. yeah oh so then that's guys, perfect for this yeah. i know it's perfect because we will see you guys in austria in the next episode so off wiedersehen off wiedersehen so tell us about the street food that you guys are eating yeah so those were actually um kebabs not gyros um okay but they do look similar it's just that the name that they used is a little different there um so no it's not kebabs on a stick like you think of um but it is it is spelled that way actually um so that's um oh my gosh it was so good it was so good but it is basically gyro so how adventurous should someone be with food that they don't really know what it is, that they don't really know how it tastes, like how, because you like, you like trying a lot of stuff. Yeah. Whereas I'm a lot more picky about food. Yeah. So like, would you just recommend like, Hey, you're there, you got to do it. Well, I would kind of throw that question back at you. Um, I, I think a lot of our listeners are like me and a lot are like you. So um, for me, I would say you got to do it. Like I would always, always, always just say, what do you recommend? And go with that. Um, unless it's the most expensive item on the menu, which you have pointed out some waiters will like, like they yeah. like to recommend the yeah. most expensive thing on the menu, but some of them don't. Some of them are sincerely going to tell you what their favorite is. Um, I would also recommend that you eat it in whatever way is um, the best cultural experience. So um, 
whatever is normal, whatever is customary, and just However ask for that. Yeah. How do you do it? I don't know. You tell me. Like, should I, should I get ha- eat this fish whole and like let it slide down my throat, or should I have it fried and you know opened up on a, um, on a sandwich? You know, there are different ways of um, of eating the same food, and so I would just ask like, you know, how is it that they they do it there? Um, because it is very much a experience. Love it. Another thing that you guys did, uh, concentration camps. Yeah. So this is an example of dark tourism, right? So a lot of people, when you think of like going somewhere, you're on vacation, you're on a trip, you're thinking of like, I want to go see beautiful things or see stuff that makes me happy, have fun experiences, the, you know, a lot of people, when they think vacation, they like Disneyland comes to mind. Right. But this is a very different experience. It's somber, like it's it's more reverent. So how do you, what would you say to someone who is considering, should I do, should I go in for more dark tourism like this? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I you're actually the first person who has mentioned dark tourism to me. So I haven't really thought about it through that lens. Um, I think I, I think I view it as, um, it is tourism, you know, Mm -hmm. and it is what the, it is the history of what happened. So I don't really think about whether or not it's dark so much, but, um, I would say to embrace it, um, because most of it, if it's dark, um, it's, um, it's a dark part of history, but it is history and it is real and it did happen. And you have an opportunity to honor, um, the people who died there or, um, honor the situation and the progress that has been made since then. And, um, just for example, just going to a concentration camp, you're, you are, um, validating that that happened and, um, that it was real and you're reading about real people and seeing real pictures and real stories and real gas chambers. And, um, um, my mom, we grew up and she taught us a lot about, I, now that I think about it, she taught us a lot about dark history, um, a lot about the Holocaust, a lot about the Titanic, some of the, the huge things that happened that, um, were terribly traumatic. And, um, and so I think that's kind of where I get it too. So thanks mom. (laughs) (laughs) So those kinds of things, like those, those histories and events that weren't pleasant Mm -hmm. can still have an impact on you. And while that may not be like a fun, happy impact, it's still growth and it's still broadening who you are and and what you know in your experience yeah for sure and I think sometimes we have to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations to grow right right and so this is an, just another example of some of those uncomfortable situations just like you might would put yourself in a situation where you don't know the language or you don't know how to order from the menu and you don't recognize any of the food they put on your plate um, it's growth it's um, and it's an experience so Tell us a little bit about the park that you visited in Munich. I think everyone would like to hear just a little bit more about that. Yeah, that was the English Gardens. And it is just really cool. Um, It's a lot like um, Central Park in New York. Um, So imagine a lot of people hanging out. Um, uh, There was indeed, um, I, I would say... I, I say nude beach. It was more like a nude lawn <laughs> that you could lay out on the grass um, in without having to wear anything and sunbathe. And um, um, there was, you know, an, in the same park, you could uh, go a little bit further. And, you know, there's beautiful um, swans on the on the river and then go up a little bit further. And then you'd see um, all kinds of teenage boys surfing on the waves that were coming down through the river and just never ending, um, surfing. It was just really, really cool. And it was just, um, overall really pleasant. We were there, um, obviously in May and the weather was just unbelievable. And we just like literally laid around on the grass and just hung out and it was great. It was, it was so great. I would definitely go back and go there. Um, and, um, maybe I would even do some nude sunbathing. I don't know. 
Depends on how I'm how I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's not just for lookers, clearly from what we learned. But yeah, <laughs> I see. Uh, I I have to admit, like every time I hear you guys talk about um, that park in Munich, it makes me really want to go. Yeah. And and just see it for myself, see the surfing, like the whole the whole deal just sounds really cool. Yeah, I can only imagine it's gotten even better too. There's probably food trucks everywhere now and all kinds of cool stuff. So yeah. So what about Berlin? Um, you guys talk in this about how like you saw these two cities in Germany and you had this great experience in Munich and and you didn't really care for Berlin as much. So what was it about Berlin that didn't really appeal to you? Yeah, that is a really great question. It was, um, it definitely felt more urban. Um, people mm-hmm. didn't seem as friendly. Um, and um, may, they were just maybe more serious kind of people. And um, and in Munich, I just remember as soon as we arrived, like the, um, the person at the hostel was just super friendly, doing anything they could to accommodate us. And um, it felt... Um, It probably also helped that we arrived after a good night's rest and it was in the daylight. We felt it was super convenient to get from the train station to the hostel. So all of those are adding two great experiences, right? Whereas in Berlin, our first taste of Berlin was a horrible day of travel that led up to a really late night getting um, through the ghetto of Berlin and trying to make your way, you know, um, to, to where you need to lay your head down at night. And so um, I think sometimes, you know, it's just stuff like that that ends up playing a role in your the vibes that you get from a city. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that draws us to a close for this episode of yeah. the Travel FOMO podcast. Have you ever discovered something unexpected on your travels? If you have, we want to know about it. Post some pictures on social media and tag us. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, YouTube. Uh, That's also where we will be sharing the uh, videos and photos from our adventures. You can also learn more about us at TravelFOMOPodcast.com. That's right. And next week, my sister and I are going to talk about our trip to Austria, home of the sound of music. And that's when we started discovering the perks of doing activities on our own. So we kind of ventured off away from each other. So, yeah. Very interesting. Can't wait to hear about it. If you've enjoyed this podcast, help others find us. You can do that by taking time to rate, review, and subscribe to the Travel Foma podcast from wherever you're listening. Life is short. Wander well.